Welcome to the Church 214 podcast. We're glad that you've joined us today. We hope that you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit our website at church214.org. So glad to have you with us here this morning, wherever you are. His presence is, is with us. Amen? He is for you. He is so for you. We're in uh, this series called Occupy, and last week, if you didn't join us, we talked about the idea of scouting the, the soul, scouting the heartland. And we took the story of the 12 spies that Moses and the Lord instructed to go into the promised land to scout ahead. God said, I've given you the victory. He told them that for years. I'm going ahead of you. But they scouted the land not to become afraid, but to determine where to attack first. The problem was that 10 of the 12 came back after 40 days full of fear, full of doubt, and they gave a bad report. And the whole community of Israel believed the bad report, and, and it was, it, the bad report was their rebellion against God. And how many times are we guilty of bringing a bad report back when God says, go into the land and take it, and we come back instead of a, with a good report, with a bad report? And so we said last week, we need to identify the, the giants, the rebellion that's in our heartland, and we, we need to root that out, to remove it strongholds that need to be torn down, cities that the enemy has camped out for too long inside of us. As Christ followers, as believers, the enemy can have a space, an occupation in our soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so that's what we said last week. We're going to scout the heartland. And I hope you've been doing that. I pray that you've been just wrestling with the Holy Spirit this week of, of what he wants to show you because this week we're going to take the heartland. We're going to go to war. We're going to go to war. I, I can't get over the fact that Joshua and Caleb, the two that did have the faith, that because of the lack of unity, they still had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. This is why unity is so important. Unity within yourself. You're made up of three things, body, soul, and spirit. You must have unity to fully step into the land. Unity within families, within churches, it's so vitally important. I, I, I have to think that they had some righteous anger, Joshua and Caleb, um, knowing that they had been obedient, but that the bad report the rebellion of the people cost them an entire generation and 40 years of their lives, too. And so picture that as Joshua and Caleb for 40 years are sharpening their swords, getting ready for the day to go back and have another chance, another crack at taking the land. I mean, can you imagine 40 years of, of disobedience or, or why, the, the punishment of, of 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, can you imagine what was stirring in their souls ready to go to battle against demonic forces? I bet you there was nobody that was going to hold back now. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to go to war against the darkness within us, against the rebellion within us. See, when they took the land, when they did go back 40 years later and they took the land, it wasn't just some walk in the park. 
Jesus had gone before them. Yes, he had promised them the victory, and that's the truth, your life and my life, but they still had to step into the land. They still had to sharpen their swords. It was a bloody, brutal battle. It took seven years, if you read Joshua, seven years of warfare to fully occupy the land. 39 kings had to be destroyed. So today, I'm not saying that we're going we're gonna to go to war this morning and everything's going to be all well and good, but this is the first step into the land. This is the battle that you and I need to be fighting. In Ephesians, it says, um, your hand-to-hand combat is not against flesh and blood, okay? But we do have a battle. We battle against dark powers, against principalities, and authorities that are operating in rebellion in the heavenly realms. It says, for they are a powerful class of demon gods and the evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. We cannot allow the enemy to have a stronghold in our soul. To even hold one square inch of our soul holds us hostage from what God wants to do in our lives. We must fully put to death the enemy, fully put to death the giant. See, when, when they did go in the land, it, there was no mercy. There was no mercy. They cut off uh, the heads of kings, brutally. They, they didn't leave any survivors. They hamstrung horses. They burned chariots. That's, and you say, well, that's really, that's harsh. No, it's not harsh. That's the old covenant, okay? That's the, we're talking about, remember last week, the Nephilim, these are descendants of literally demons that had to be wiped out from the land. And so fast forward to the new covenant now, there's this occupation, this war for your soul, even as a Christ follower. There's, there, we battle these things, and we have to fully put them to death. We have to fully cut off the head of the giant, okay? We, we gotta expose them for who they really are. We gotta stop calling things nice, cuddly, warm names when they're actually demonic, and we need to cut off their heads and, and not allow them any space, any territory in our soul. I like this story because it, it gave me a picture of, of the war within my soul. This is it's just a simple story. It happened a couple weeks ago. At lunchtime where I work, I, I've, I like to take a walk. I, I take 30 minutes. I eat at my desk, and then I take a 30-minute walk when I'm being obedient. Okay? I don't do it every day. And a couple weeks ago, because it, I don't know, like, I, just like you, I, I live with stress. I live with anxiety. I live with things at work, and that can rise up within you. So when your physical body goes to take a walk, it does something to your soul. You take that space, and you listen to God. And so I remember it was like 11, 11 a.m. I'd had a crazy, hectic day, and my soul, my, my will, is like, I don't know if you should go on that walk today. you got so much to do, so much to do. And my spirit, God's speaking to my spirit, and he's like, yep, go on the walk, go on the walk. And I remember like this tension of should I or shouldn't I? Like, I could have made a, it's not a big deal, right? Either, either decision you could label as a good decision. The problem is when, when his spirit's speaking to my spirit and I disobey, that's a problem. And so I remember really wrestling with this. You know, if you, re- if you pay attention to what's going on in your soul, you'll find these battles, right? It's not like you're talking out loud to yourself, but it's when you analyze it, when you pay attention, this is what's going on in your soul. So I don't know, I think my body obeyed before my soul obeyed, but my body walked out the door and went on this 30-minute walk. And my soul was still like, eh, you know, <laughs> kind of frustrated with myself. And I, I drive five minutes to where I walk on this, the Morton East Peoria path there. I get out of my truck, and I start walking. 
and immediately, 50 yards down the path, I, I know who it is from that distance. And it's someone from my past that it's hurting right now. I knew that he was hurting. But in that moment, I'm like, oh my goodness. Because of my obedience, I now have an opportunity. It wasn't even about me. It was about somebody else. But my spirit had to listen to his spirit. My body had to obey. My soul had to obey. And then you know what? I got to pray with this guy. And it, I, I believe it, it released something in him, but it also released something in my soul. It, the joy of the Lord rose up in my soul. And I'm like, thank you, God, that I was obedient. Now, there's, trust me, there's been many times that I've been disobedient. There was a time in, in a, on a work trip five, six years ago that I was in a, a, a bar eating a late dinner. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, there's nobody else in there, just me and the bartender. And God said, you need to tell this guy about Jesus. And I didn't obey. And that's haunted me. I was the voice that was supposed to, I mean, who knows what he would have done that night. Maybe I was just the seed. It doesn't always have to result in the fruit in that moment, but it's about planting the seed. It's about obeying the spirit. And I'm sure if you're like me too, you've had moments where you've obeyed and you've had moments where you've disobeyed. The thing is that humility is what God requires to do heart surgery on us. This posture of coming before him in humility, that's when he can do something with our hearts. When our hearts are hard, and I'm, I'm guessing that each one of us has hard spots in our hearts this morning. Some that you're aware of and some that you're not aware of. But this is what we're going to do this morning. We're going to go to war. We're going to capture some land back. Put, put the flag of Jesus Christ back on that land where it should be. And the rest of today is going to look really different. Um, I really wish you were here. But I'm being obedient to what God told me to do. And I believe that his spirit is as strong in your living room right now as it is in this place. So I just want you to quiet your heart right now. And maybe you physically need to get yourself in a posture that you can receive from him. Maybe you physically need to get on your knees. Maybe you, um, as we go through this, maybe you need to declare something out loud. Maybe you need to get on your face before God. Maybe you need to just close your eyes in prayer, um, open your hands, because opening your hands just opens your heart. Sometimes the body, like my story, the body has to obey before the soul does. That's why we lift our hands. That's why we kneel. So I don't know what it looks like for you, but for the rest of the service, I want you to quiet your heart, and we're going to pray. We're just going to allow the Lord to minister to our souls. This is warfare. We're going to defeat giants. We're going to identify giants, maybe that you didn't even know were there. But I want you to concentrate and listen as the Spirit speaks to you. I know you've got kids in the room. They need to listen to this too. They have rebellious hearts just like you do. But we're going to identify and destroy some rebellion in the heartland. Okay? This is serious stuff. And we need to take this seriously.
So put yourself in that position, your body in whatever position it needs to, to be in to hear from him. Close your eyes. Surrender your heart. Open your hands in this moment. You know, the first uh, city that they went to battle with was Jericho. Very strong city. Strong kings, strong warriors. But God said to, to Joshua, he said, I'm going before you, and I've given you victory. But what did he have them do before the walls collapsed? He had them walk around the city with his presence going before them. See, the thing that collapses walls, the thing that brings freedom is the presence of God. That's, that's the number one thing. That's the identifier of success in our lives is the presence of God and the freedom that he brings. That's when walls can collapse. So Holy Spirit, would you go before us this morning? Would you take the microphone as we sit in silence before you? Would you reveal to our hearts the strongholds that need to be removed? Would you reveal to our souls the areas that need to be destroyed, the giants that's heads need to be cut off? Come, Holy Spirit. Blow in this place. Shift something in our souls. I had a vision a couple months ago when our leadership team, we were praying together and I had a vision of people walking through like this maze, these walls that were all um, just like one of those mazes you see in old stone walls. The problem was the people that were walking through the maze didn't realize their walls were there because the walls had been there for so long. And there's areas in your heart and in your soul, in my heart, my soul, that the Holy Spirit's going to reveal to you right now that are walls that shouldn't be there. And his presence can take them down. But you have to partner with him and step into the land. You have to walk around Jericho. And then in my vision, this almost like atomic bomb just got set off. And the next thing I saw was just a clear field, no walls. And that's what we're praying for today, for you and for me, for each one of our hearts. Father, reveal those Jerichos to us.
reveal what our eyes haven't been able to see. The maze that we've been walking through that's actually a stronghold. It's holding us back from complete freedom in you. The walls that have been there so long that we just thought it was the normal path to take. But it's actually an enemy stronghold. We rebuke the enemy. Thank you for your presence, God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. We feel you walking into the room of our hearts, Father. I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled my temple. Where the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom. Father, release your freedom today to people. Let them tangibly grab hold of your robe as you walk by. Wide open fields, that's what he wants. He wants the walls to collapse. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Come from the four winds. Blow every direction. Rip down those walls, Father. Let us not be casual or cavalier about what you're doing right now. Let us step into your presence, body, soul, and spirit. Let us listen to what your spirit is saying to our spirits. Listen and obey. Remove the rebellion, Father. Place ISAV on our eyes, the eyes of our hearts, so that we can truly see again what you want to do, who we are in you, sons and daughters, victorious sons and daughters. The giants have to be afraid of us, not the other way around. The strongholds are trembling right now because they know they're about to fall. going to speak to some different areas that may be occupying your soul. Spirit of fear. You are a giant right now in the land. 
We've all succumbed in one way or another to the spirit of fear, especially recently. If you're not admitting that, you're just lying to yourself. Anxiety has risen to all-time levels. That's the spirit of fear. God says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer with thanksgiving. You know how you defeat anxiety? Prayer with thanksgiving. Let your heart just rise up in some thankfulness to him right now for what he's done. He's never failed you. He's brought you out of Egypt. Look at what he's done. You're not hungry. You're not naked. You're not poor. You are rich in so many ways. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We rise up. Our hearts just swell in gratitude and thankfulness for everything you've done, every step of the way. Think back to your childhood all the way till now. Every step of the way you've been with us. You've held us by the hand. You've walked us out of Egypt. And you have a promised land for us. You don't want us to stay in the wilderness. So spirit of fear, we cancel you in every heart. We cut off your head. Just like the spirit of Goliath that yelled at the Israelites for 40 days. He was yelling obscenities at our God, at, at, at his people. And everyone was frozen in fear on the side of Israel. Everyone was frozen in fear until a little shepherd boy whose heart had been in your presence until the heart of David came along and he said, no, we're not listening to that giant anymore. Why are you all frozen in fear? We're not standing by while this giant screams obscenities at us and our God. We are the people of God. We're going to rise up. So we cancel the spirit of fear. We say what David said to the giant. He said, this day the Lord will hand you over to me. You're conquered, spirit of fear. And I will strike you down and I will cut off your head. You have the authority to strike down the spirit of fear right now in Jesus' name and cut off its head. Cut off his head. It may try to come back, but you stay like David did in the presence of God. That's how you overcome this spirit. You stay in the presence of God. You testify to, to what he's, he's done in your life. You say, God, help me kill that lion and that bear. That giant's no problem because I got God on my side. He's the one that teaches my hands to war. He's the one that instructs me how to fight. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Bye, spirit of fear. This can be fun, too. We reject the spirit of fear. God has given us power, love, and a sound mind. There's so many people blinded right now because of the spirit of fear. Their, their minds are clouded. You know what I'm talking about because you've been there too. Jesus, we, we pray that you would release a sound mind. 
into your church. A mind that is not blinded by the God of this world. A mind that is not blinded by the liar. You know your enemy is a liar, right? And Jesus is the truth, the way, the life. So, Father, we receive a sound mind. We receive the power that comes along with that. We receive love from you. Oh, God, your love is so overwhelming. You know how you defeat the spirit of fear? You lean into his love. Lean into the love of the Father. He's right there. He's never gone anywhere. He's, he just wants to hold you, protect you under the shadow of his wings where nothing can attack you, where nothing can touch you. Release a sound mind to your church, Jesus. Help us step into that. There's a lot of people that are under stress right now. Stress is of the enemy. It's, it's another byproduct of the spirit of fear. It's, it's when we put more burdens on us than God is putting on us because of the fear of man, because of whatever it is. So, Father, we cut off stress right now in Jesus' name. We rebuke stress and what it does to our mind and our body and our soul. And we receive your burden, which is light. We partner with you because when we are attached to you, your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. I see like stress just dropping off of people right now, off of their minds and their souls. And you're walking into a, an open field into a field of freedom. Or he says, don't focus on what the world's demands are. Don't focus on what the enemy is saying. Focus on my voice. Focus on my plans for you. My plans for you are to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. That's what you have in Jesus. So, God, we receive that. We, we let stress just roll off our shoulders right now. Physically send healing to bodies that are stressed, Holy Spirit. Some of you have been having nightmares recently that are not from God, that are from the enemy. And I rebuke those in Jesus' name. I rebuke the nightmares in Jesus' name. And we ask for, instead, God, dreams and revelations to take that space. See, when, when you defeat the enemy, someone else has to occupy that space. So, Father, we, we pray for dreams and visions, like you prophesied, like you said in Joel and was repeated in Acts, that old and young men and women would receive dreams and visions. Father, speak to us, especially now in this time, that even tonight 
that you would release dreams and visions that are so profound, it'll just blow our minds. That you would instruct us, that you would counsel us in the night. You are the wonderful counselor. See, at night your body may be sleeping, which is good for your body, but your your soul is receiving instruction. And so we rebuke any instruction from the enemy, any lies from the enemy, and we receive your teaching, Holy Spirit. You're the one that walks beside us, that walks along our shoreline and teaches us. So that's what we receive today, Jesus. Father, we rebuke the spirit of pride. That's such an evil one. This rebellion within us that needs to be cut off. That's how Lucifer fell. You said, I saw him fall like lightning from heaven. You cast him down because he said, I'm going to do it my own way. I'm going to exalt myself above God. And, and you may think you've never done that, but we all have. We've all tried to do it our own way. So, Father, we humble ourselves. We humble ourselves. I just feel like some people are supposed to get down on their knees right now and physically humble themselves before Jesus and break off some pride that's in their heart. God, you said when you, we humble ourselves is when you'll come and heal our land. When we turn back to you, Father, we turn to you. We are desperate for you. We're tired of the enemy's lies and shouts. We're tired of that roaring lion who's pretending to be a voice that has authority over us but has no authority. There's only one lion. It's the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he has all authority in our lives. We claim that right now in Jesus' name. Father, would you break pride off of hearts right now, off of souls, as we take that city and remove it. God, would you just remove that ugliness from our lives? Even right now when people are scoffing about what you're trying to do, when their hearts aren't fully engaged right now with what you're trying to do, God, break them down. Wreck their heart right now in Jesus' name. Penetrate the line of the enemy right now so that your flag can once again be planted on that, that hill. Pride is a hill. It's a deadly hill. Remove pride from our hearts, God. We're not too proud to kneel in your presence. We're all going to do that one day even those of us that made fun of you. Father, re- reveal the pride that rises up that's such a, we call it such cuddly names, and it's really so gross and deadly. Convict us right now. The conviction of your Holy Spirit, would you just slay that giant? Just start taking back that ground. We pray like David prayed, create in me a clean heart. 
renew a fresh spirit in me. We want the joy of your salvation. We want the joy that Lucifer once had in your presence. And somehow his pride rose up and exalted himself against God. That even in, even in our church services, even in things that sound religious, pride can be, rise up and be so deadly. God, take the stage of our lives. Remove us from our own stage. We don't know what we're doing. We need you to be the driver, you to be the author, you to be the finisher of everything that we do. Remove that pride, Jesus. I speak to the giant of anger. Jesus said, if you hold anger in your heart, you're as guilty as if you'd murdered somebody. Mm. There's some of us that are outwardly angry, and that's coming from a root of, of something, but there's so much of our anger is masked. So God, reveal to us the stronghold of anger right now. We do not want to be murderers, but that's what you say we are when anger rises up within us. When this root of bitterness rises up within us, I believe right now that God's just taking you on a journey of your life from childhood till now. Holy Spirit, reveal any bitterness that we have towards any person, towards our father and mother, towards siblings towards friends, towards each other in this church, in this city. We cut out that root of bitterness. And there's some thing, some of you need to pick up the phone right after this service and call somebody. But right now in this moment, you need to release somebody in your heart. You need to release yourself. Those thoughts the, that you've had, that, that anger that keeps rising up from something that someone did to you years ago, that's bitterness. And yes, it was painful and it hurt. But you're choosing to stay in that. That's holding you back from your promise. You have no idea how much that's held you back. You've been wandering in the wilderness because of a root of bitterness. when God tells us to release that. So right now in Jesus' name, across every living room, release that thing, that person, something that was done to you. You know what it is. God's revealing it to you right now. Release that in Jesus' name and cut off that giant's head. Holy Spirit, release forgiveness across this place.
You may call it a grudge. You may call it, I don't know what you're calling it, but it's bitterness. It's evil. It's rebellion. Release. Release right now in Jesus' name. It's occupied your soul for way too long. And then do something in the natural. Send a text if you need to. Make a phone call if you need to. Obey what the Spirit of God is telling you to do right now. I remember years ago when our rental house was trashed. I had this bitterness inside me. And I, you know, by anybody's standard, I had a right to be upset. I mean, probably cost us $25,000 worth of damage. But it wasn't until I did the physical ask or act when my wife and I wrote a text to that person and said, we release you from the damage. I never got a response to this day, but it doesn't matter because it released my heart. And that's what some of you need to do right now. As soon as we're done here, send a text, make a call. Release your heart into freedom. Let those walls come crashing down. Thank you, Jesus. Similarly, there's some of you that are offended. Mm. And your heart's just holding on to that offense. You're offended, and people don't even know that you're offended, but it's holding you back from your promised land. And the Holy Spirit's whispering tonight, right now, just release it. It's not worth walking in the wilderness for 40 years. And the enemy has held you back because of your offense. Father, we release these things that our hearts get so offended over, the little things that grow into the big things. Such a little thing. Let it go. Release us. Give us pure hearts, pure hearts that see God. Some of you have regrets. You're mad at yourself because you regret that you didn't do X, Y, and Z. We could all have regrets. But it's holding you back. You serve the God who was and who is and who is coming. He was in your past and your failures in the past. He's in your present and he's coming in your future. But you're living in your past. And it's contaminating your present. Or some of you are living for the future and you're, not, and, and you're holding yourself back in the present. Father, help us to partner with you in the present. And yeah, we messed up in the past. We fouled it all up. But Father, if you've forgiven us, then why are we not forgiving ourselves? So God, we take those regrets and we leave them at the cross. 
where they were purchased with your blood. You paid such a high price for those. So how do we dare grab onto that again? I believe you're healing people right now by releasing their regrets. We speak against the spirit of depression. Just that when you don't even want to get up in the morning, that's depression. We're going to call it for what it is. Father, would you allow joy to rise up? Would you allow our soul to bubble over again with your presence, intoxicating us with the Holy Spirit of God? And I pray that those who are feeling depressed or just this anxiousness or just feel stuck right now would press into your presence and grab hold of what you have for them. That's joy unspeakable. That a garment of praise would cover our souls, not a heaviness. God, release garments of praise. Thank you, Jesus. To all who mourn in Israel, he's given a crown of beauty for your ashes of regret. A joyous blessing instead of mourning. Festive praise. Festive praise. Father, we speak against the spirit of lust. Lust is simply where you're looking at something that you want other than Jesus. So right now in Jesus' name, we command lust to go, that that enemy's head would be cut off, and we declare in Jesus' name that we put all of our passions that are good desires, all of our desires that you've put within us, and we turn them to you, to one name. And then when we feel that beast rise up in us, we would say, no, I belong to Jesus. I turn my attention and my passion on him. He is my teacher. He is my master. He is where I get all of my enjoyment. I am so passionate. God, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that you would take people that were in bondage to lust and make them so passionate, you would turn it around. Make them so passionate for you, Jesus that they wouldn't even be able to contain themselves. They become so passionate for you. Father, would you fill us with your spirit? Come from the four winds, Father. This is just a start, what we've been doing today. I pray that we would get in a rhythm and a pattern of seeking you like this, where you can just come have your way, where you take control, where we renew our minds, renew our thoughts. We call it the giants for who they really are. They're just 
lying shadows who bow at the name of Jesus. And we remind them that you've given us all authority to trample on the snake, to break the head of the serpent, that we are positioned with you in heavenly realms far above every principality and power. And we have the authority. Your children have the authority. So God, we receive your love today. We receive your grace. As the band comes up, stay in this attitude of prayer. We wrap ourselves with the righteousness of God. You said we are the righteousness of God. So we put on righteousness to cover us. We stand in peace, ready to step forward, Jesus. We have a land to take. We hold faith as a shield to block the fiery darts of the evil one. We put salvation on our head. Keeps our minds sound. Covers us. We swing the sword of your spirit. Oh God, we, we need to return to your word. Your word does not return void. Your word accomplishes what it, what, whatever it wants to do. And we cannot hold ourselves back to release your word. We release your promises and your truth from our mouth. We cannot mask our mouths. We've got to open our mouths. Let your sound come out. Let your promises come out. Let your victory be heard among the nations. We stand alert. We stand watchful for everything that you're doing. Father, come and heal our land. As we humble ourselves, heal our land, but heal the land that's inside of us first. You said the kingdom of God is within you. Would you occupy that space once again? Would you hold us close? Would you hold us close in your love? We love you, Jesus. We thank you for chains that have been broken today, for territory that has been reoccupied by you today, for strongholds that have come crashing down. So we celebrate that. We celebrate that we can once again walk out of Egypt holding your hand, declaring your promises. Thank you for your faithfulness, Jesus. We feel the praise rise up within us. Our hearts are so grateful. Our hearts are so thankful. Your blood accomplishes everything. It covers us. We apply your blood to ourselves, body, soul, and spirit. There's nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus. That was the last act coming out of Egypt as they covered the door frames with the blood of the lamb. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive honor and glory and power and riches. We give it all back to you, Jesus. We lay crowns at your feet right now. We lay treasure that you've given us back at your feet right now. And we say, fill us completely, Holy Spirit. Fill us to overflowing. 
We want nothing less than to be intoxicated with you, God. That you've prepared a feast at the table of the enemy and our cup overflows. Thank you, Jesus.